was always going to be an uphill task. You said that from day one. Are you disappointed with the, the way it's happened, especially since the restart? Yeah, I think, first of all, it's, it's never nice, you know. It, it's when you get relegated, it's uh, it's not a nice feeling. When you lose a football match, it, it's not a nice feeling. But, you know, what's important now is we don't dwell, we, we get on with it. And, you know, um, you know, maybe I'm a bit more fortunate. The country I come from produces people who get up off the canvas and start fighting back. And, and that's what we do. We're back to work yesterday morning and the day after it. Because we haven't got any time to, to cry, you know. No, no, one's, no one's died here. What's happened is reality's hit that we've got relegated in a league that we should have got relegated from. When, you know, if you think we've gone to war without a uh, without a gun, and guess what, we've got shot. Now what we need to do is make sure that if we ever get the opportunity to get back there, that we're fully armed up and we're ready to sort of fight back. Um, if we sit here sulking, if we sit here blaming, if we sit here looking for reasons, to be honest, that doesn't do anyone any good, you know, and I appreciate supporters and people want somebody to blame. And what I'd ask is blame me. No problem. I'm in charge of the football strategy. I make the calls. I, every player I've ever signed or given a new contract to, every staff member I've ever signed or given a new contract to. So if you want a scapegoat, you're looking at him. Um, blame me, because I've got no problem with that, because I don't read it. But our young players do, and our staff do. And you know what? They're someone's son. They're someone's wife. They're someone's father. They don't deserve that what these people have done for this football club they, they don't deserve to be dragged under the cold and have so-called experts calling them gutless or, or cowards and stuff like that come down here and, and say that and, and, then, and then we'll find out you know and, and I don't like that and, and all I'd ask is if people need someone to blame because I, I get the feeling when this happens there's always that we've got to blame someone please let it be me because I don't it doesn't bother me you know and, and I don't read it so it doesn't affect me so uh, that's all I'd ask because now it's about moving forward you know the, the future started yesterday and maybe I'm a bit more fortunate because, you know, COVID came when it came and on a personal level, I had a lot of time to reflect and look back. Um, and I'll be honest, I got it badly wrong. Absolutely got it badly wrong. And I'm not embarrassed to admit that. You know, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, but what that time's done is it's let me get my head around it so that when the inevitable came and we got relegated, I don't have to sit sulking or crying at home or lying on the football pitch, hoping that someone takes a picture of me crying or whatever. It's like, well, no, it's happened. Let's get on with it. And by the way, what's the, what's the best way to fix this? By getting back on and sorting out. Not crying or, or looking to who can we blame or whatever. No, I blame myself. And um, I read so many books over the, uh, over the break, but one of them I read was Eddie Jones's autobiography. And everyone should read that in my sort of position. Um, and there was a, he said about a poem in there, and it's called The Man in the Glass. Everyone should watch that. Put it in YouTube, so if you can't read, you can listen to it. Put it in YouTube, because everyone should read that for every walk of life. Because the man on the glass is the most important thing, because that's yourself. And when you can look in yourself and be really honest, that's the most important thing. That's where you get your answers. If you can't look in that and be honest, then you've got a problem. And, and I think I've done a lot of that. And, and that's why I can sit here and say what I can say. Um, and you know have the, have the confidence to do that and the reassurance to do that. Because fortunately, I've got no ego, so... If my ego's getting battered at the moment, it's like it don't it don't really matter because I don't really have one. So, uh, so yeah, so it's about moving forward now. What did you get wrong then? Uh, have you been able to put, it, put your finger on exactly what it was? Are we talking about specifics, or is this a sort of an overarching sort of view? No, I think first of all we got lots right. If I look at the three years as a whole, because you know you got to remember with football, it's an infinite game; it doesn't end. You know, so I'm passing through Norwich City. 
And my only job, my opinion, is to make it look a lot better and a lot stronger than, than when I turned up. Um, and I think we're on, we're on the road to do that. You know, whatever league we're in, we've just had our highest league position finished since I've been here. You know, unfortunately, that's the end of a relegation, but, you know, we've, it's the highest uh, since we've been here. But ultimately, if the objective was to solely aim, stay in the league, and unfortunately, when you get in that league, you end up getting caught up in that, I think, um, because everyone's an expert. So everyone tells you that your life ends if you don't stay in it. Then what we should have done is we should have risked the club's future. And we should have spent money that we didn't have. We should have done what the government do. Spend money that we don't have and let someone else worry about it in the future. And if we would have stayed up, brilliant. If not, people like myself get the sack and someone else is talking to you here trying to sort that out. Now, I don't make any apologies. We didn't do that. But if the only objective was to stay in the league, that's what we should have done. We should have risked the club's future. And I'll never make apologies for not doing that. But if people want the answers, that was the only way. Because I think... Um, Someone sent me what Alex Tetty said this morning um, on the weekend. I hadn't read it and, again, respect to him. Fair play straight after game to, to front up and, and deal with it. Respect for that. But what he said was spot on. We weren't good enough. And the only way, it comes down to quality. At this level, it's quality. Other levels, you can get away. It's not always quality. You can get away with spirit, togetherness, etc. The championship is, is full of success stories who have managed to do it not based on pure quality. You don't stay in this league quality. You might get lucky for a season, stay up, and then bang, you get done the next year or whatever. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to the quality of your player. And um, frankly, we weren't good enough. And, and that comes down to me, because like I said, I've built that squad over three years. Um, so yeah, there's only one person to blame. I've not done a good enough job of that. And um, I have to make sure, if I'm fortunate enough to be here, that we have the opportunity in the future, um, that we learn from this and we do it better. And I think the only way we're going to find out if we learn for it is when we get another chance. Um, and if we do the same things, then, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I deserve definitely to be uh, hung up then. And how difficult is your job going forward now then? Because, you know, obviously you're going to be up against weaker opposition, if you like, with, with all due respect to everyone in the championship. But, and you've got a squad still, you know, plenty of the players, most of them in the last couple of games, were the players that won the championship last time around. But there are obviously problems on the pitch uh, at a Premier League level, uh, Front, both ends of the pitch, if you like, defence and up top as well. So, how much change do you see happening over this transfer window, or are you looking much further ahead already? No, for sure there'll be changes. I think um, if you look at it, we've been here three years. It's probably the natural time anyway that there'd be a freshening up of the group of players. Uh, whatever division we would have been in, it would have been you know, some players been here three years. It's, it's time to maybe freshen that a little bit. Um, also, again, we've got to take the lessons we've just learned from being in the league that we've just been in on how do we get better so any player we will recruit on a permanent deal we've got to genuinely believe that they can make us better in the event that we can get back to the Premier League but I think also we can't dismiss the quality of the championship you know we know how tough it is to get out of there and, and I appreciate what you're saying there's lesser quality than in the Premier League yeah definitely there is in, from an individual level but there's also many, many different challenges in the championship which are which are unique to that league. And if we're not going in there 100% focused and 100% at it, we'll be in big trouble. Like, you know, there's been some clubs much um, bigger and better than us who have been, um, who've had massive problems in that league. Well, and even us getting relegated to League One, of course. So, um, no, we can't be dismissive of, of that level. Um, but will there be changes? Yes, absolutely. Some of them will be on our terms. So it'll be, actually, we it's time for you to go and we want to replace you. Uh, and we will replace you and we'll do that quickly 
Um, and of course, I'm sure they'll be interested in some of our players, um, certainly our younger ones. But again, fortunately for us, that will be on our terms if we sell one. We don't have to sell, which is which is best position since we've been here to be in. Um, but also, we do have to be mindful of if top clubs come for these players a bit. You know, when like when Leicester came for James Madison, although we had to sell him, you also have to be respectful of that's a club competing at the top end of the Championship, uh, Premier League. Sorry who can pay him a lot of money, can pay us a lot of money. And, you know, we also can't forget about personal ambitions of certain players, you know, and we have to be respectful of that. But will we be selling someone on the cheap um, just because they say they want to go? Absolutely not. No chance, you know, because uh, when everyone's signing their new contracts a year ago and getting the rewards that everyone truly deserved at that point, it doesn't then mean if it doesn't work out a year later that you can just swan off into the sunset uh, without it being uh, extremely difficult. But... That doesn't worry me because we've got really good players, um, really good people, most importantly. They're good guys. They, they get it. They care. Um, and to be honest, the majority of their agents are actually good people who get it as well. So I'm not overly concerned. Will it be interesting? Yeah, of course it will because um, they're good players and why wouldn't you be? But, you know, luckily it's, it's on our terms. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. Yeah, because the football club is the most important thing in here. Not not me, not the players, not not anyone. It's it's the club, and people can only leave on our terms. You know. Likewise, if we want a player to go, we can't just go. Please don't turn up tomorrow. And by the way, we don't have to pay you anymore. Life doesn't work like that. You know. When when people have contracts, a contract works. Um, it work both. It works both ways. But I think one thing our players know, our staff know is, you know, I'm very fair. I'm very honest with them. Um, so it's not like we're. I'm going to sit here and, and chuck out deluded figures or, or whatever like that. But it has to be right, and we're not selling players on the cheap because you know we need good players and we need good characters to try and help us get back up. It's, I mean, in terms of the finances broadly, what, what, what can you say about that in terms of the impact now moving forward in the budget that you might have to deal with? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. It's in the best uh, place since you know we've been here, which is nice. There's some challenges, of course, with COVID. The longer this goes on, the more challenging that comes and there'll be a hole to fill at some point because of COVID. Fortunately, though, the way our finance is mapped out, there's there's no pressure on that. So we don't actually have to sell anyone from a, from a pure sort of financial point of view. We can do some bits of business. But also, let's not kid ourselves. We're not going to have the biggest budget in the championship. We're not going to spend the most money in the championship. But what we, work, what we have got is definitely we've got the tools to make sure we can be really competitive in that league um, from a financial point of view. And, and that's really nice because that's the first time we've, we've had that in our time here. I think we're at a place now where we can invest a higher amount in talented young players as opposed to maybe trying to find talented players on the real cheap and see what we go. I think now we can, 
we can invest more money in that area than before, which hopefully then brings us a higher level of quality, which means hopefully the quality ultimately can get higher. Um, so that's really, um, yeah, it's really pleasing. I think, you know, the way we've set it up, we're in a good place, but you know, that's not by luck, that's, that's by design. You know, we've purposely, you know, we made a conscious decision last summer, rightly or wrongly, wrongly you'd have to say now because it's ending relegation, but to make sure that this club is sustainable and, and healthy within the model that we've got. Um, you know, and we always spoke about being a top 26 club. Um, and at the minute we still are. The last two of the three seasons we've achieved that. You know, and it's about trying to achieve that again next year in uh, what we all know is a, is a really difficult league to, to sort of get out of. But, you know, we've done it before. We've got to back ourselves that we can uh, we can do it again. And um, at least we've got good tools to do that. You know, you'll hear no excuses from, uh, from me next season around um, where we are in terms of, you know, finances in the squad, for sure. Following on from that, your point about you can now maybe target a higher level of younger, prospectively good quality player. There is a name that's been put out there, Dennis Mann, you know, from their end. I'm sure you're less than impressed that that's all been played out in public. Where are we without looking to say on that? Yeah, it's, it's difficult really that, you know, I popped to Romania for a holiday and the next thing it's in the media that I'm in the owner of a football club's house with a very good player. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot I can say in it that he hasn't said. Um, you know, it really disappointing how it's played out. I don't believe in doing business that way and I'm not going to I'm not gonna give him the uh, satisfaction of saying something which, which they can take. But we'll see. You know, um, we're in for lots of players at the minute and we're, we're, we're close on three or four things. And, and, and I believe, you know, once the dust has settled on this season, we'll quickly show actions that we're thinking and, and working hard towards next season. I think that's the most important thing. Just to backtrack on the finances, have you got to figure now as a club what the cost of COVID and, and the pandemic might have? Yeah, it's looking around sort of 20 million. Um, that's going to depend, of course, on when fans come back into the stadium. Um, and interestingly, I read this morning that I think there's 5,000 at a PSG game yesterday uh, for a friendly. So hopefully that'll start, that'll start you know, Places like Snetterton Race Circuit started letting people in. So you think if this is a start, maybe, um, you know, hopefully we can't be too far away from people coming in. And, and I did think to myself as I'm sat on a rammed plane to Romania the other day for three and a half hours, um, why can't we sit in a football stadium which is outside for 90 minutes? Um, but listen, there's much more clever people than me to do that. It's one for me, but can, uh, and it's inevitable and he's already had to answer questions about after the game. Yeah, I mean, from our side or from my side, it's really clear. You know, we want Daniel to stay. Um, he's what he's done for this club is unbelievable. You know, I've said it before. You know, I'm not sure the club looks like it does today um, without him at the helm. You know, I look at. You know, we're a club that in the last um, three years we've had 460 odd appearances from academy players um, in the Championship and Premier League level. Prior to that, it took 12 years to do that. Um, you know, what a step forward. You look at the training facility and the infrastructure. We've now got a Premier League training ground to be to be proud of. We've cleared the debts. We've had a way of playing. We've got a coach who interacts with supporters, albeit difficult at the minute because they're not there, but, you know, a real connection. Um, so yeah, now's the time for us to be to be backing him, um, not talking sort of bad of him or, or putting un, any undue pressure because, you know, he he'll be here as far as I'm concerned as long as he wants to be here. Um, if he doesn't, then of course that's a call he has to make uh, himself and and 
and you know we'll see what what he decides on that. But as far as I'm concerned, he's two years left on his contract, and you know all I can say is the work we've done in the last two three months in terms of planning for the future isn't that of somebody who's you know lined up to to be somewhere else. So um, and I'd like to think from his side he'd know the the way that we've been speaking. It's not that from a club who are trying to think about making a change or anything like that. And um, at the end of the day, we're in, if we're going to be well, we are in a championship next year. Um, why don't you have the guy who just won the league with 94 points um, taking you forward as opposed to trying to do someone else? And, and again, I said it before, but supporters and everyone wants someone to blame at the minute. He's, he's not the guy to blame it. Blame me. Um, get behind him. Get behind the players um, because that's what he needs. That's what his staff need and that's what the players need. They don't need a load of uh, a load of noise and so-called experts questioning him and, and you know trying to divulge what he has and hasn't done what he's done is he's done his best with a group of players which ultimately weren't quite good enough.